Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Open Bar Experience. It's David Dacker, your host. It is the third week of January 2019, which means it is the week of San Antonio Cocktail Conference. Big old shout out to everyone at uh, San Antonio Cocktail Conference that is going on this weekend. And um, actually, shout out to the Peñas out there, Jorel and Jarrett, as well as the uh, Houston Eves and um, Zachary Bonhill. Hope you guys are doing well. And um, I hope that this is a uh, education and very productive um, San Antonio cocktail conference which i'm sure it will be it's no doubt about it everybody's uh headed that way now if they haven't already gotten there and i think that it's uh it's a good thing to have these conferences and to forward the the craft of uh bartending that along with the uh exchange of information that happens between bartenders whenever we uh, all get together i think those uh these conferences are very important so shout out to everyone that is uh getting that shit done so I got a little story from uh, San Antonio, not from the cocktail conference, because the only time I've went is uh, last year. And I think I was there just for the day. Um, I, I took the overnight uh, mega bus. I uh, got there just in time for things to get started. It did my things, check out the seminars, did the interview with uh, Tico Newton um, and Pamela Wiz which uh, they were my first uh, interviews and their their um, the first uh, few uh, podcasts uh, that I put out. So anyways, um, was able to do that. It was great. And uh, and that was and then, you know, afternoon, late afternoon, I think it was I rolled back, I had to go back to work. But um, some of the fun times. <laughs> Some of the cool stuff in San Antonio was uh, took this trip to help establish the um, San Antonio uh, United States Bartenders Guild, the USBG. I think this was a 2014, late 2014, right around there. And um, uh, it was uh, Luis Villegas uh, was uh, the president of the Houston chapter. And then uh, Nathan Rafael and myself, who had volunteered for different roles. And then... Um, Jorge Raptis, which is the brand ambassador for Don Julio, he helped us uh, sponsor the um, San Antonio members into their own chapter. And we did that at the uh, Brooklyn night. That was really cool. I'm pretty sure it was that night. We uh, we crashed in, the, in a hotel nearby, you know, all of us sleeping in several beds in the floor and whatnot. And... Uh, <laughs> I can't remember what the game was that we were playing, but if you uh, messed up, then uh, you had to take a shot at Campari. And again, it was uh, Jorge, Luis, um, Ricardo Guzman, and Nathan Rafael. And for whatever reason, and myself, for whatever reason, Nate kept losing. And uh, he must have taken like eight shots of Campari in a row, back to back. 
man, that was, it was even, it hurt even watching him do it. And this is within a matter of not even 10 minutes. Um, so yeah, it was one of those uh, wild nights. And so <laughs> San Antonio has always been fun. Uh, I love it because of the fact that it is uh, so much slower city than uh, Houston. And so I'm able to get away without necessarily losing on the amenities of a city. Cocktail scene over there is pretty badass. And so going to Brooklyn Night, Last Word, um, Esquire, uh, Juno Batar, 1919, all those places are great. And so it's a fun time every time I go. And then, like I said, it's a slower city. So whenever I go, there's not a whole lot of traffic. It's not a hustle and bustle that we have here. That said, make sure you have a uh, Campari Snackery for me. I have been getting shit done on the daytime, which is uh, highly unusual for me, being up before uh, before 11. But, uh, but I have. Because of that, I'm not having a drink right now. I'm actually uh, having some uh, coffee chocolate gelato. Which, you know, wakes me the fuck up because uh, all the sugar. Speaking of coffee. Again, I've been up uh, and about early. Um, and so, you know, there's so much work that you can get done at home. A lot of times you need to get out of the house and go somewhere else. And um, I've been going to the, a lot of the uh, coffee shops on my side of town. One of them is uh, Coral Sword, which is on the east end, and um, it's pretty cool. It's got good coffee, you know, pretty decent uh, selection of beers. I think it's a little bit overpriced, um, but not by uh, a whole lot. Um, it's a little bit of a crowded space, the way that that is, that is set up, the way that that building is. And uh, there's a lot of uh, board games going on there, so... It's got it's got that vibe. It's, it's it's a fun vibe. It's nice. It's cool. Then there is um, Boomtown, which Boomtown is one of my favorite coffees in the city, without a doubt. Downtown, um, right there on Main Street, they always do a good job. And um, like I said, one of my favorite coffees in town. One of my favorite spaces in town, though, is going to be Too Sweet, and uh, Too Sweet. It's pricey. I'm not going to lie. Right? But they deliver. And I think that's important. And so you never feel cheated. You always feel satisfied because uh, they, they definitely deliver. They have good coffee. They have really good food. And it's a, such a cool, cool space. I mean, yeah. it's To me, that's one of the coolest spaces in the city when it, when it comes to, uh, to coffee shops. No doubt. No doubt. And then, um, you know, it's it's got big communal tables and stuff like that. I always, I always, I'm always productive there more than probably in any other coffee shop uh, that I go to. Because is everybody, it, there's a lot of college students. There seems to be a lot of people that are um, outside sales or they got their gig going on with there's photographers or uh, designers and stuff like that. You always see these little meetings going on. And uh, so it's got a very productive vibe to it. So I like it. I like it a lot. 
The other one, which is one that uh, really surprised me, the one that surprised me is uh, Kova. Kavo. Kavo. And it's on the uh, Rice Village. It is on Bissonette off of uh, Kirby. And it's right down the street from Tony Cade's. And uh, they have, oh well, for those of you not from Houston uh, or don't know Tony K's, Tony K's is a um, liquor store that uh, specializes in fine spirits, I guess you would say, or those highly uh, sought after uh, type of uh, spirits, in particular whiskey. So yeah, they, they, they do a good job too. Uh, nice little place right down the street from uh, where this Cavo is. So Cavo um, seems to be a lot of uh, students there uh, for the most part is what I've seen. Um, nice, cool, quaint space. Really cool space, as a matter of fact. Right next door, you see that they have their roaster, and their roaster is Chloe Coffee Roaster. Um, and then they have the, uh, the futuristic uh, coffee machine. You know, where you just see the heads, you don't see the machine itself because it's under the counter. That's some cool shit. And uh, they were really a surprise because their coffee is excellent. Um, I really wasn't sure about them. Sometimes you see these places that are really cool and you go, go in and, you know, everything seems cool. It's all that whole hipster cool vibe, right? Or some shit, some version of that. And then um, the product, what they're putting out is... You know, it's okay. Nothing crazy, nothing to write home about. This spot um, is different because they definitely, they delivered too. Um, very, very good coffee. I had a chai latte there. Also very good too. So I've been there a couple of times and uh, really enjoyed it uh, both times. You can tell that the very, they have very small staff and the staff is really into coffee. But in my view, like the you know, in my hospitality experience, they have the hospitality part of it, right? They don't really care what you're, no, they don't care. But whatever you ask for, they're gonna they're gonna give it to you in in the best form they can, without any uh, you know turning their nose at you or whatever else happens in other places. So, all those places are cool. And one of the things that I wanted to kind of talk about those spaces was uh, there's an article I haven't seen. I think it's liquor.com. I'm not sure. But I've been, I've been, I've been seeing it on my social media feed that is uh, say that, uh, you know, don't go to coffee shops to do your work. Go to, you know, uh, bars. Bars is a better place. And um, I haven't read the article, so I'm not sure what they're talking about. But what it did make me think about is the notion of the third space. And um, third space, if you're not familiar with it, is when your first space is your home, your second space is your work, your job, your place of work. And then your third space, um, you know, tends to be a park, a church, a community center, um, a barbershop, um and so it's a space to where you go that is not home, is not work, and uh, you go to socialize. Um, you may even go to do some work, which is kind of what's happening now with the gig econ economy and with uh, so many people 
doing things on the side even if they have a regular you know nine to five they still if they their passion is photography then they're pursuing their photography career if their passion is uh web design they're, they're pursuing pursuing that or uh you know things of that nature and so coffee shops is a great third space um be, uh, because they can be very communal um any coffee shop that is going to be a third space is going to be very communal Right, so you're gonna get to know the staff eventually. You're gonna get to know the uh, other customers because you keep bumping into them every time that you go there. Um, you're gonna get to feel very comfortable in that space. Sometimes I think a little bit too comfortable. Um, as someone that works in the uh, in the industry, sometimes there are customers that feel like uh, they have a bigger right <laughs> than other customers. Right, they feel I come here all the time. I should be able to get this. Why they? Anyways, it happens, but that happens anytime. That happens at work. You know, people that have been there longer than the people that are coming in. It happens, but that's that's a whole part of a community and and being part of something and feeling like you're part of something. So, where am I going with this? One of the things that I've seen in Houston is places that are specifically um, like office spaces that you pay either monthly, daily, or yearly fee in order to use them. Um, there's one right next to the Cavo uh, coffee shop, and uh, that one seemed really cool. The uh, I didn't do the tour or anything, but then there's another one uh, next to Toot Sweet, the Annex. I know that one because I walk by it all the time. And I've been very, very curious and I looked at the website and one of the cool things is that you can go there and get a lot of work done in a, they have printing, they have scanning, they have uh, obviously high speed internet and depending on what kind of work, sometimes it, the whole printing thing can, you know, be a pain in the ass um, for me anyways. And so that's the reason why I've been looking at it because there are days whenever I know that I have a lot of work to do and I need a space that is going to allow me to do that. At home, there are too many distractions, right? And you and sometimes you can go to certain coffee shops and be so familiar with everything and everyone that that could be a distraction in itself. So I've been considering looking into some of these spaces because it's um, it's an option. Essentially, it's what it is. And it might be a viable option. It might be a better option. And with the ones that you're able to simply pay on a daily basis, um, you know, as that makes a lot of sense for me because, again, I might have a lot of work to do that is office-type work that I might let pile up or I might organize myself to get it done in just one day. And then I could go to the this place and uh, and do it. And the thing is, it's not any more expensive than uh, I would think. Uh, I got to look at these prices, but I don't think that is any more expensive than going to the coffee shop because whenever I'm in the coffee shop, yeah, I might start with just a coffee, but eventually I get hungry. So I'm going to get something to eat. And uh, eventually if I'm there all day, if I'm like doing a lot of, lot of stuff, um, emails, writing shit, whatever, then uh, I might be there towards happy hour and uh that's whenever i'm wrapping it up and so i might have a beer so all in all you know it's a 30 40 dollar day easily and um in these annex uh or these spaces 
you can bring your own food and bring your own drink. So, you know, depending on how much it costs, I mean, you can still, you know, spend about the same amount of money and get everything you need because it's a coffee shop normally, I don't know of any, that are going to let you uh, print your shit. So I think it's an interesting change. The notion of the of a bar being third space, I get it. Um, a workspace, I don't really get it because that's not the way I work. I, I don't drink while I read or get work done. Uh, for me, having a drink is like, okay, now I get to relax. Now I get to, you know, do do me. And so, but I can see where in the way that a lot of the cities in uh, in Texas are growing, which is higher population density and that is new to texas and because it's only about the last 10 years that we really have seen this and i would say in the last five is where it's really starting to to shape we have the downtown area starting to shape into its own we have the east end that is just getting started and it has to do with gentrification too which i'm not a fan of but that's that um already the gentrification already happened in Montrose and in the Heights, but it's also a matter of these communities are forming around the neighborhood. That is new to Texas. That is new to Houston. And yes, we had communities before, but not in this in this way because there wasn't a whole lot of building up. It's always building out. So the metropolitan area of Houston is really starting to take shape. And I find it interesting that the 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 spaces to do work um like these annex type place um are starting to be more visible there's also one here in the east end i can't remember what it's called but it's off a of canal if i'm not mistaken and um and yeah so i don't i would see i find it interesting to have a bar because you know i could see it like a bar that opens early um, having people there, getting some work done and whatnot. Um, the, the, but that would probably obstruct with the vibe of the happy hour of the uh, late night or the, you know, late night. Yeah. I mean, people go out to have a good time and, and having someone there with the laptop open and, and doing work may or may not work. I'm not sure, frankly. I think that as long as people are able to go to the bar and do what shit you do at the bar, which is drink, have a good time, have some crazy banter, uh, meaningless banter or meaningful banter, whichever one you're into, to get your mind off of, you know, your day, work, the kind of shit we, 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 we deal with on a regular Um you know, for me, bars are, are a place to have a good time, to sort of like have a little bit of an escape, right? Not too much, <laughs> but yeah, have a little bit of an ex escape throughout your week, throughout your day in order to uh, go back with a fresh uh, mindset uh, into the world and into work, problems, whatever the fuck it is, right? So... I'm looking forward to uh, witnessing what it is that uh, Houston does with these uh, third spaces. And, uh, yeah. All right, since uh, we're talking about the uh, 
about coffee, let's talk about the espresso martini. I've mentioned the espresso martini before in, uh, I think it was the Chela um, coffee roaster episode. So if you take a look at that, actually those are local. They do a great job too. But I wanted to go ahead and get into the recipe and a little bit of the history of the um, espresso martini. Now the story that is out there is that um, a bartender in London, um, his name uh, being Dick Bradsell, uh, got a request from a customer, female customer, uh, that uh, she wanted something uh, to drink. She wanted something to wake me up and then fuck me up. And so he was uh, near his 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 well was in near a um, the coffee station of the bar. And uh, it was pretty messy. Um, and he just decided to, you know, go ahead and use uh, coffee in the drink. So he uses uh, um, espresso, vodka, sugar, and then uh, I think it's also a little bit of coffee to, to balance out the type of coffee flavors. So most of the uh, recipes are going to have like a coffee liqueur uh, along with it. Now... Uh, one of the things that I like to use is uh, liquor 43 because that is a uh, vanilla um, type of liqueur and it um, it adds a nice balance and sweetness to it because coffee in that context, I think it needs, because it's being diluted, it needs a sweetness in order to bring out some of the flavors and balance it out without and, and doesn't allow it to fall flat once it's uh you know, dilute has uh, the dilution that uh, the shaking is going to create. The other thing that is being created is the um, is a foam on top of the uh, espresso martini. That's what it's going to be. That's essentially um, part of the garnish, right? Because you can throw some nutmeg on there, a little espresso bean. You can get creative with how you uh, finish off the cocktail, but it has to be a hot shot of espresso. And um, I've made espresso martinis or I say coffee martinis because it was with uh, nitro cold brew and the flavor was better, but the presentation was not because uh, it wasn't, uh, espresso wasn't hot, the, the coffee wasn't hot and uh, it made a big, big difference. So you got to pull that shot right before uh, you toss ice, shake it uh, aggressively and then pour that thing out and you will get a nice head on top of that cocktail that um, makes for great presentation and a, and a nice little canvas for you to uh, create a garnish. So, if you want a drink that's going to wake you up and then fuck you up, the uh, espresso martini. I think that's a good choice. So that is all for this week. Um, the only thing I'd like to say is if you are headed to San Antonio via I-10 from Houston. There's a Bucky's right before you get to uh, that, uh, San Antonio. And uh, they have excellent beef jerky. If you can pick me up a bag, that'd be awesome. Um, I'll reimburse you when you come back. I'll give you a hug and uh, a lot of praise and uh, a daiquiri or a snackery. Um, but yeah, that's it for this week. Everybody have a good time. Uh, and as always, uh, be safe. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. And uh, keep the conversation going. <laughs>